Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Saturday, October the 2nd, 2021. My name is Stephen Carnegie, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day, mitigate, which means to make less harsh or severe. Mitigate. Well, like I said, today is Saturday, end of the work week. We get another weekend for a lot of us out here in the working world or just out in the world in general. Hope everyone hope everyone enjoys their Saturday. Uh, temperature's looking pretty good here. Uh, mid to upper 80s, not too warm. Just right, just right. It is, it is. That time of the year, fall is coming. It is coming, it is coming. I love it. Like I always say, I love it. I, I just do. And of course, you know, uh, Saturday football, college football, I should say, is on today. I uh, got a rivalry here in North Carolina that's going on or uh, maybe getting ready to start or maybe has started, I should say. That's going to be uh, Duke and UNC. Always a, uh, I won't say a good game. It's fairly decent game, I guess. I think this year is going to be a little different. Duke is looking pretty good. Over the past few years, they've gotten... Uh, you know, they have a new coach and they're getting in some good top-notch players. They're hanging in some pretty tough games, some games that get blown out, of course, but they're, they're looking pretty good. It might give uh, UNC a run for their money because UNC, uh, they started out pretty good, but now they're kind of dying off. I don't I don't know if the youth and inexperience is showing or, or what, but uh, sure is going to be a good game, I would think. I, I, I really do. All right, let's move along here. Uh, man, there, there's two stories I wanted to talk uh, uh, talk about today because uh, they came up within the past few days and, and one just came about yesterday, but it, it certainly has been going on for a while and it's quite possibly now getting some uh, uh, media attention. And that's, you know, the, the eviction moratorium uh, expired, of course, last, what was it, in August or September sometime? It expired. And um, what's happening is uh, <laughs> the, the landlords are, are, are going through with their evictions. Um, and of course, one local landlord who, who owns a, a large chunk of rental properties here in Durham, along with uh, all together, I, I would say it's about three landlords that, that own, own a, a large chunk of rental properties here in Durham. And this one particular landlord that the a local newspaper has, uh, I won't say horned in on, but is looking at closely. He may be one of those three. He may own the most of the rental properties here. So anyway, um, <clears throat> this reporter went to the eviction court here in Durham, North Carolina, and he said uh, there was 150 people. They horned in on 150 people that were up for evictions, and he sat in the courtroom, not for the whole 150, I don't think, anyway. But this particular day, he said he went, and, uh, you know, the landlord came before the the judge and said, no, he's not re- he's not accepting accepting the, the, um, the I, I don't know if you call it state funding, that is supposed to help with those that are in danger of being evicted, where the, the rental property or the rental payment is paid uh I don't think it's being paid off. I think they're given a certain amount and they're asking the landlords 
to accept it so they won't be uh there won't be any evictions or, or to help families for however long but he's refusing the landlords are refusing he says no start the eviction pro- uh, process get them out get those people out I don't want to seem heartless or cruel, but you do have to ask yourself. Um, we, we've been in the pandemic now for, for 18 months. And of course, a lot of people were, of course, out of work and rent wasn't being paid. They had moratorium for the better part of, of a year or so. And, and then they started, you know, they were saying they had funds available and they were asking the landlords to accept it. Well, some of the landlords accepted that that federal money, but I guess when the program started and it was left up to the states, now they're saying uh, no. Why are they saying no? Well, here's the thing, and and it's kind of like a common sense thing. If these folks have been out of work for however many months or or a year or so, rent has, or back rent has been stacking up, piling up, uh, and and a, a balance of unpaid rent, and how much of, the, of that assistance is it going to pay the full amount that they're behind? I don't think so. I think it only pays a portion. So that still leaves a balance. And if you're a landlord or a property owner, you have to you have to say or see their side of it. If it's not going to pay all, they don't want it. And, and not only that, if it's not going to pay all. If it's not going to pay all, it's going to leave a balance. And if those folks aren't uh, are still not working, where are they going to get the money? I mean, how is the landlord going to get his rent? Now, I, I know that, that some people are saying that well, the landlords are heartless, they're cruel. Uh, r- not really, because that's their bread and butter. That's how they make their money. It just is. So you're telling them that they, they can't shouldn't worry about getting paid. And, and just let, allow these people to stay in and, and occur a, a, a debt that isn't going to be fully paid, just partially, until in hopes of them uh, finding a job when, when a lot of them really aren't looking for work. I mean, if you think about it, the, in addition to this federal uh, eviction moratorium that has expired, also the unemployment benefits from the feds have expired, but they're still getting uh, state-funded un- unemployment. Um. I gotta ask, and and, and and of course, I'm not trying to be uh, a butt a butthead. <laughs> you know, I'm not. But if you know that uh, you're not going to pay rent and you're not going to work, you're just going to sit around and collect unemployment. What what are you waiting on? I gotta ask. Yeah, I mean the job market is bleak but it's not that bleak there are some jobs out there you could be getting some some money in your pocket i mean i understand that they're saying a lot of people make more money on unemployment than they did when they were working you know those in in the um the restaurant industry because that that was the one that was hardest hit but if you're under the mind or you know in your hearts of hearts in the deep recesses of your bowels that you have an outstanding debt for rent and these landlords are saying no we're not accepting that um <clears throat> excuse me those state sponsored or, or county sponsored uh funds and you're not going back to work or haven't been looking for work y- y- you're kind of bringing this on yourself because 
there has been three stimulus checks. And when we got those stimulus checks, why didn't you put something towards the rent? Instead of just splurging, why didn't you put something towards the rent? Because if these landlords haven't been receiving anything in 18 months, whether you you know you were getting the stimulus checks or whether you were getting uh, the 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 rental assistance help, that's st- like I said before, that still left the balance, didn't it? And you're still not out looking for work. You're still just getting an unemployment check. Why aren't you? I mean, shouldn't you be putting something on the rent, or shouldn't you have? had been putting something on the rent for a while now, at least in good faith, then maybe the, these landlords would, would say, hey, uh, yeah, I'll help you out. I, I'll take the funding. But I think what's happening, uh, what we're discovering is a lot of these people, when they got those stimulus checks, they didn't put anything on the rent. They just allowed that money that came from the feds for the eviction moratorium. They just put that. That probably didn't cover the whole rent. And not probably, it didn't because it still left a balance. So now these landlords are fed up. They're saying, hey, we got they got to go. That There are some more people out there that are working that are looking for places to stay. They can continuously give rent money. And here you are just sitting around, lounging around. I don't think the landlords are, are being unreasonable. Like I said, this is their livelihood. This is their bread and butter. This is how they make their living. It's how they support their families. So is it fair for to say to them, uh, nah, keep them in there, even though they're not getting any payment, and then let their families lag behind also? No, it's not fair. Especially for those that, that if you're saying, well, that, you know, the pandemic hit and, and they were fired, they didn't have any income coming in. Yeah, I get that, got that. But like I said, you got three stimulus checks. Something should have been put on the rent because that's what we're finding out. A lot of those uh, that got stimulus checks, they didn't put anything on the rent. I guess they just went around frolicking, frolicking and spending money on themselves. Not thinking about where they're, not thinking about where they're going to lay their heads at eventually. Because now it's coming home to, to uh, I hate to say it, the chickens are coming home to roost. Because this landlord, this particular landlord, when he went to court for however many people he had in there for eviction, he denied all of them. He said he wanted them out to start the eviction process. He's not taking any uh, any money from these rental assistance programs. Because like I said, it's not paying the full bill. It can't pay the full bill if you sit there and think about it. For everyone, it ain't that much money. It's just not. So yeah, he's saying no. I, I, I want him out. A lot of people are up in arms and saying, "How can he be so cruel? How can he? Uh, he's not being cruel. He's being realistic." Now, I certainly don't know everyone's situation, but I would think, me personally, I would have been putting something on the books in good faith, saying, "Hey, uh, help me out. I'm struggling." And, and for those that are just sitting around, just waiting on that unemployment check, how long do you think that's going to last? If the Fed stopped, the state eventually is going to stop it too. They just are. They, they just have to. They are. There are jobs out here. It's not that many. It's not may not be that great or, or what you want, but they're out here. You have to go get it. There's no need to sitting around moping or, or lounging, and you're getting further and further in debt. And that's another problem that's going to come out from COVID. Um, <laughs> if if you were uh, following um, 
if you ever followed, you know, what they always say about credit scores or whatever or what have you, and, and they were saying a, a large percentage of Americans' credit scores weren't that good, uh, I think after this pandemic, there's going to be an even larger amount of Americans' credit scores that are not going to be that good. And that's partially because of this, this rental stuff. Because, yeah, it does go on your credit report if you get evicted. I will, I know that. <laughs> it does. It goes on your credit report. So that's like like I always say, COVID is indeed that life altering event, and and it does it, it is factoring in and affecting everything in our lives as we know it, and it is showing and will be shown. I think a lot of people credit is going to be screwed up because of COVID. Yeah, it started out as as uh, a hardship. Not going to deny that, and, and it may be continuing for some as a hardship, but. A lot of the hardships we're going to find out is, is self-imposed. Um, I just don't think there is really any excuse for uh, most people to to say they're behind on their rent when, like I said, they got three stimulus checks. They were getting unemployment. Why wasn't anything put on the books? That's that's the, that's the thing for me. That's the catalyst for me because if you really sit back and think about it. Yeah, a lot of people were uh, were unemployed during COVID, but the federal government came in and, and, and got you some income. What did you do with that? It's none of my business, but what did you do with that? And and how much of a bailout, how long do you think this bailout is going to continue? Like I said, the feds got rid of that eviction moratorium, got rid of it for a reason, because they figured it was enough time with the, everything opening back up there are still some jobs and there's some that were, you know, were in the restaurant industry to say they don't feel safe going back into that industry. Uh, get that, got that, understand that. Yeah, I mean, you may not feel safe just for your health alone or just to open your eyes to the fact that you're you're working in the industry that in any given moment you could be let go, fired or, or something like this could happen and then you're without funds. But if anything, I would think it would it will implore you implore implore you to uh, get up get moving get out and, and do something different. Uh, eighteen months uh, now, eighteen or more months. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that's offered online as far as education. You could have figured something out with that, I would think. But uh, now, as far as this eviction moratorium and this and this uh, uh, these landlords that are saying no, 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 they got to go. Um, I gotta agree with them. There's only so much you can do. There's only so much of a, a, a stallmate you can do, and, and 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 now it's showing because landlords were affected by COVID too. Like I said, they they weren't getting rental payments because people are out of work. But I, I like I said, I gotta kind of agree with these landlords. That's their bread and butter. That's how they make their living. Then you're telling them no to just let the people stay. We're in the middle. We're in a pandemic. Yeah, but there's jobs out here. They aren't the best jobs, but they can't put a little money in your pocket. And if you're still saying you don't want to go back to work, get that, got that, understand that. Find a new way to create some income. Get your entrepreneurial skills up. Go online and take some of these courses, these college courses that they're offering. And hell, if if I'm not mistaken. Chances are you, you get uh, financial aids or, or Pell Grants or grants where you won't have to pay. There you go. 
you have a degree or a certification in something to start your new life, start your new career. You've been sitting around all the all this all these months. It's time to get up and get moving. Now the world is moving, and COVID changed it. it the the norm is no more. It, it, it just it's just changing, and you got to be willing and able to change with it. And another program that uh, let's move along. Another program. Another. Um, it was kind of surprising. I didn't see it coming, but I knew that. Um, President Biden had had uh, increased the the food stamp program by 15 percent, and that ended September thirtieth. So as of um, October first, yesterday, nationally they're going to raise the food stamp benefits program. They're going to raise it by twenty seven percent. Now this is the largest increase in the program since it started in 1939, 82 years ago. So 82 years later, they're raising it by 27%. Now many are saying it won't be that much. Some are saying, yeah, it will. It'll be enough. And also what's come out, what, what, what we know is what they're saying is one out of eight Americans are receiving food stamps. Um, same thing with the eviction moratorium. Because that also came out in this article I read about the stimulus and how people they received. We received a total of uh, three checks and also with the end of the unemployment benefits for the federal. I guess that's the reason. One of the reasons they're saying they need to increase the uh, food stamp program. Well, I get it. Got it. Hey, understand it wholeheartedly. There are some that are out there struggling. But how much of this struggle is self-imposed? Like I, like I said, with the previous, you got three stimulus checks. You got to increase also with, with food stamps. A lot of people that, that were unemployed, they, they applied for food stamps and they got it along with an increase. Well, that increase expired at the end of uh, last month, September. So you got to say to yourself or, or ask yourself, how long can I afford to sit around and just collect government assistance? Because as we all well know, sooner or later, that's going to expire. The Fed's already cut the, cut their ties from it. There's only so much in the state budget, I would think. Or maybe the state does have more than we than they let on. Maybe there, there's a great reserve fund somewhere. But this, 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 this raising um, of 27% of food stamp benefits. Let's just be honest with each other. And this has always been the case. A lot of people are milking the system. There's, I mean, if you want to increase it by 27% and, and, and they don't have a job, they're probably sitting around, well, hey, why should I go back to work? Just like with the unemployment benefits. A lot of people say, are saying they're making more on unemployment than they were working. So why would they go back to work? Or why should they? What would be the incentive to go back to work? To work hard, get paid less? I'm not the moral police by any stretch of the imagination or belief, but at some point in time, inside your mind, something I would think something would click and be like, wait a minute, I'm just sitting around here waiting on a check. I need to get up and get out and get moving and do something. Yeah, you do. You're, you're, you're waiting on the government that you're relying 
you're you are relying on the government, the federal government, state government. <laughs> you're relying on the government for uh, not just support but financial needs. Ah, we all know how that works. We've all been on this earth long enough. We know how that works when you rely on the government for assistance. It don't last long, and eventually they will cut you off. <laughs> or for the sub, hey, they, they, they rely on it or stay on it for so long and they become dependent on it. That's the scariest thing for me, I would think, that you would become dependent on it, which a lot of people are doing because they refuse to go back to work. I mean, so now you, you have an increase in uh, food stamps. <laughs> and also, you, you know, you have a fight for the uh, eviction moratorium that is inspired for people to continue to stay in rental properties that they aren't paying rent. You continue, you have a continuous unemployment payoff by the state. I always thought with unemployment at a certain point in time, Aren't they supposed to be uh, actively making sure you're, you're you're seeking gainful employment? Maybe it's so many they can't get around to it. I, I, I just, I, I, hey, I don't know. It just, uh, these two instances as a result of COVID just screams, and, and there's screams they're gonna, there's gonna be a lot of woes and sorrow when all of this money stops. It just is. And also, um, I don't know if you guys heard, you know, of course, that uh, this massive infrastructure bill is being held up. It's being held up, not by the Republicans. It's the Democrats. Inner fightings or disagreements between what they call the moderate Democrat versus the progressive Democrat. So you got to if you're if you're not following this, you, you might want to because it may come to a point in time. Well, what's happening with that is uh, the, the moderate versus the progressive. The progressive are, are asking for, uh, I don't know if it's the original amount or, or more funding for, uh, of course, universal health care. The, uh, what was that? The child care uh, credit. They want universal child care, I guess, where you don't have to pay, like the universal health care. They want the uh, also the the thing about uh, going to college. They want uh, community college to be free. It just seems like more and more programs are coming out. Uh, more and more recommendations are coming out for people not to. There's no incentive to get up and do for yourself anymore if you're going to allow the government just to keep giving you things. I mean, I've been down and out myself. And, I, and daily, I thank the good Lord for giving me the right frame of mind and getting the, the right way or, or thinking to get up and get get out and do something as opposed to just sitting idly by and allowing life to just zoom by me. And that's what's happening with a lot of people now. They're, they're just sitting there and at some point in time, trust me, you're going to wake up or, or, or open your eyes and realize Man, life is, is passing me by or has passed me by. I got to get up and get out and do something. But yet you still, you're, you're, for now, you're, you're just sitting around being dependent on a check and an increase in food stamps. Uh, that's not a good look. Eventually, as life has always taught us, eventually all of that comes to an end. 
It just does. Everything, uh, a lot of things in life, whether we like it or not, it does come to an end. And and if you're not one of those or of that or of that mindset or not thinking forward, you're going to find yourself in a real bad tight spot at the end of the day, all because you're allowing or, or relying on the government to help you. Uh, we all know the government. <laughs> <laughs> the government, no, I wouldn't rely on Uncle Sam to assist me with anything because I know how Uncle Sam operates and he can be that one. When he pulls the plug, he pulls the plug and everything stops. So I wouldn't continue to rely on Uncle Sam for assistance. I just wouldn't. That's just me. Hey, just that's just me. That's just my belief. That's just, that's just what I've learned and observed over the years. For those that sit around and wait on Uncle Sam, at the end of the day, when he pulls the plug, you're stuck like Chuck looking silly. And I think that's what's going to happen for many Americans. I just do. And, and I'm not browbeating or belittling anyone. The only thing I can say to you is don't wait too long. Because Uncle Sam... <laughs> eventually it's going to pull the plug and it looks like it may be coming soon whether we want to admit it or not because you know they came out with also saying that um, of course the COVID numbers are down and they're predicting by sometime next year March or April we may be out of the pandemic so what are you going to do because in, in March and April what are you going to do around that time if they said hey that's enough we're pulling the plug we're stopping the checks we're, we're not going to increase anything we're going to go back and look at the programs and 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 adjust some things because that's what the government does right before you. Hey, we all know what the government does. When they start looking and, and they're not looking to help, they're looking time to recoup loss because what they, they, they see it is as is a loss. And it is a loss. So they're going to be recruit, trying to recoup some of their losses, financial losses. By cutting some programs and 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 hey, quite possibly as for asking for some of that money back. That's Uncle Sam. I wouldn't sit around waiting and waiting and relying on Uncle Sam to help me out. I, I, I say this and I say it jokingly, but uh, seriously, I wouldn't rely on Uncle Sam to help me out of a fire if he had all the water in the world. <laughs> I just wouldn't. Because Uncle Sam is, uh, hey, that's Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam sooner or later is going to want his money back. Or a good explanation as to how his money was spent. Three three stimulus checks, unemployment benefits. Yeah. They're going to be looking for some of their money back. They're going to want some explanation as to how it was spent. And for those that that are, uh, are renting and they're not paying any rent whatsoever or haven't paid any rent whatsoever. Yeah, it looks like a lot of people are going to be evicted. And there goes the homeless numbers again. I I, I certainly know or understand that, you know, COVID hit and it, it was tragic and, and heartbreaking to see people lose their jobs or weren't able to go to work. But at the same time, I got to say, after a certain amount of time, something should have clicked in your head. Something should have just, it just should have. Well, I'm going to get out of here, get rid of skedaddle. I have to go to work. <sighs> yeah, I'm working this weekend. Just wanted to get up here and, and, and talk to you guys for a little while. 
certainly is a sad and dire situation, but how much of this is self-imposed? And how much of this can we really and truly uh, blame on the government? I mean, like I said, with that increase of the food stamps, yeah, it, it was... Uh, uh, you know, the food stamp program was originally started to help the poor and the farmers. Understandable, especially during those times when it was first started. What was that in 1939? Was hard times. And it's like now it's hard times. But you got to get up and get out and get moving. You just do. You just do. Time, Time's running out. Just is. Well, That's all for me today. And I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this morning. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response. And I would love to hear your voice. So offer feedback. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public Verbal, and WordPress. And as always, thank you for listening. This is Stephen Cornegate for This Is Just a Thought. Amen.